Hey, 40E Nation. Need gear for kicking, punting, or long snapping? Well, Wizard Sports Equipment has you covered. They are the authority in special teams equipment and your headquarters for all your sporting good needs. They offer quality products, quality service, and affordable prices. They also have products for basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, and more. So get 5% off your next order just by listening today. Enter discount code 4thDown, that's the number 4, T-H-D-O-W-N, 4thDown, at the checkout to receive 5% off at Wizard Sports. The offer is available through the end of May, so go to www.wizardsports.com. That's wizardsports.com. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. And we're live here on the 4th Down Experience Podcast with the first woman ever to score points and play Division One football. She was a Lobo, a speaker, an author, an anti-violence trainer, and also she could probably teach you a thing about kicking yoga. Let's welcome Katie Nida to the show. What's up, Katie? Hey, guys. How's it going? Doing well, Katie. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience. We are excited to have you. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Katie, uh, where are you about this evening? I am actually in the foothills of Littleton, Colorado, where we are having some perfect kicking weather, and you cannot beat the kicking altitude out here, too. <laughs> you guys yeah. to, like, follow Marquette Kings? I think he's probably excited about that altitude somewhere else. Oh, oh, yeah, we're excited to have him. <laughs> nice. I bet. You guys should connect. And just talk about how to kick in this weather, but he probably booed his first hundred yard punt. I bet. Oh man, that guy—he's got—he's uh, got something of a leg. Yeah, Marquette, feel free, hit me up. I'm—I'm I'm here. Uh, right, so, well, Katie has appeared on numerous television shows, including Larry King Live, The Today Show, Good Morning America, CBS, The Morning, ESPN, and has been featured in various magazines, uh, Time, Sports Illustrated. Glamour, I mean, just pretty much everything. New York Times, USA Today, she's pretty much the shit. We really appreciate Katie being on. And, uh, again, the first female kicker to play college football to score points. For what college was it, Katie? It was uh, University of New Mexico and Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, FYI, folks, audience, 40E Nation, it's not New Mexico State. It's not the Aggies. <laughs> It is the Lobos for clarification. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Get those New Mexico Lobos. Yeah. Well, great. Well, Katie, what do you, uh, you know, you and I are the same age. I grew up following your, your story. You know, what what are you doing these days now that, that football is over? What keeps you busy? Oh, it's fun. Well, I'm always still out kicking a football somewhere, no matter where I am. But I do a lot of um, public speaking so I'll do stuff, uh, sometimes talking about what it was like just to be the, the first woman and uh, only woman playing with a bunch of dudes uh, through high school and then in college at the NCAA level. 
Uh, I also do a lot of different kind of advocating for women in sports and also for women uh, in terms of anti-violence against women, doing stuff that is, you know, anti-domestic violence, anti-sexual assault, you know, that kind of stuff is is really big um, and important to be talking about, especially at our colleges now and in high school. So it's really cool to me to get to go connect with uh, the kids who are playing in college, especially um, a lot of the the athletes, and get to talk to them about that stuff. I um, Actually, I work for Major League Baseball right now, so I do those teams and get to go talk to to those guys a little bit, yeah, about this stuff. Cool. So you mentioned how you go out and speak about these topics, and they're very important topics that that need to be addressed. And um, I mean, if you don't mind us asking, what what led to that? You know, was was something? Yeah, absolutely. It actually was my my first college experience. So I, uh, like you said, I'd been a kicker in high school, and I started kicking like. It's going to sound 100 years ago, like some of your guys were probably just born. Um, I started kicking in 1995, and I started college uh, back in uh, 99. Yeah, thanks for saying we were the same age, Chris. I appreciate that, so we can be old people together. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I, at my first college at the University of Colorado, I had a uh, different coach who came in there than the coach who initially had uh, brought me brought me in and was interested in having me uh, come kick. So we had a you know new new coach, so the coaching change and uh, new coach who came in, uh, Gary Burnett, was not so excited to have a female on the team, to put it uh, mildly. And that attitude definitely spread, um, you know, through the through the team. And a lot of the guys on the team were just really, really, really terrible to me. So I dealt with a lot of. Um, you know, sexual harassment, a lot of verbal stuff, and then ended up, um, you know, unfortunately dealing with some worse stuff, some, um, you know, physical violence and then some uh, sexual violence. So having to, uh, yeah, go through it, I think really made me want to make sure that I was out out talking about it because nobody really had, had talked to me about it. So I wanted to make sure that this was something that we were we were talking about and handling. So um, going through it personally made it, uh, you know, really, really important thing for me to get out there and, and start talking with, with kids about it. No doubt, because, I mean, we, you know, Chris and I, I've probably trained anywhere from 15 to 20 um, young women uh, in mm-hmm. hunting over the last seven or eight years. And so I think it's so huge cool. that you can be someone that they can go speak to or listen to and you're a role model. Uh, and not only just educate them, but as well as, as educate the men in the field, um, coaching, players, administrators, etc., just to make sure to be aware of, of this and... and yeah. I think you're. I think you're absolutely right, and I think that seeing the guys, what's what's so cool is that you guys can have such an amazing impact on this, and that's um, you know something that is really really important to me because that that second school when I went to uh, University of New Mexico and was a Lobo, like the way that those guys were with me, it was like having a hundred brothers and. Um, 
Yeah, just the experience that I had with them was so cool. I mean, these are guys that, you know, I'm still really close to today. It's, it's like, amazing because, yeah, everybody's got kids, and I'm watching them, like, all, you know, become fathers and husbands. And, you know, they're just these amazing guys, and it's it's so cool to, to see now and to watch them, uh, especially with their daughters and stuff. And that's been a, a really uh, fun thing for me to, to get to do is, is watch them have their girls and get to get to talk to them and have them uh, have their daughters come talk to me and stuff and I think it's so sweet to hear that you guys have had you know 15 to 20 girls over the past seven to eight years I I hope we continue to see more I keep on thinking that you know every um every year I'll get a couple of gals who reach out to me young women who you know are interested in going out and kicking or playing football and we're kind of seeing the breakthroughs you know there's a, a woman um coaching out on the 49ers Katie Sowers Something about that Katie name, girl's name yes. Katie, you guys <laughs> get out there on the football field, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, and I know you guys know Julie, right? Uh, Harsh Barger up. Uh, yes. Yeah, so she is another one. Girls, if you guys are, are looking at other uh, female athletes, look up Julie. She's so cool, and she's an awesome kicker. We actually uh, played against each other. I wasn't I wasn't kicking though because I had a had an injury that game. I had a I had a blood clot in my leg from, from kicking. I hit the ball weird, and it was a yeah weird weird injury, not something you want as a kicker. But it was so cool to get to see her and, and play against her and have, have the two of us uh, out there together. Um, it potentially linked you guys up. Cause I remember training her, like, in 2013. Yeah. 2012, and I think, I think that's when you and I connected, and I told her, I'm like, have you seen this Katie... Haninda girl. <laughs> Haninda. And she's like, no, what? And I think I showed her, showed her, I think that's when Instagram like just started. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think y'all connected and maybe she already had heard about you. Um, and, and man, she, she's played, you know, indoor league, arena league, whatever you want to call it. And she's, I mean, she's made, she's been paid to play yeah. football just like you have. So, yeah. That's actually, that's where it was, it was the indoor league where we played um, against each other. And so, I know I've been, I, I always keep my eyes out and keep keep watching her up there. I just think it's so cool that she's, um, you know, playing. I think she's marrying her holder, too. I mean, tell me, is that not a match made in heaven? <laughs> that's you amazing. Meet your holder, and yeah, I mean, that's what, <laughs> oh, God, Katie, it's uh, too funny. Katie, I have to brag a little bit. I know Brian's heard this story, and I, it's possible I may have tagged you on it a few years back, but I thought, mm-hmm. you know, I've trained about eight girls here uh, locally. I thought I was going to have the the next Katie Nida, and uh, and this I was training this 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 girl as a senior, and in the summer when he first started training her, her best was about thirty two yards, and by the end of her senior year, uh, we got her up to fifty two yards. And I thought oh. I had I had I thought I had the next D one female kicker, and, oh, man. and um, we actually we had some local Minnesota Division two schools that really wanted her to play for them. Uh, how, I bet. However, she played the whole season uh, with torn ligaments in her knee, and she wore she wore a knee brace oh. kicking. So she wanted to get the surgery first and then consider kicking, but she ended up not getting into it later on. But um, okay. But it was it was incredible wow. to see the the progress, and I use that. I use that as inspiration for female kickers to say, hey, you know, you you can kick it just as far as the guys, you know. 
absolutely. I think that's the thing, too, is knowing that you guys are out there, too. As ladies, I mean, if you guys want to get out there, I mean, come. Come to one of these camps. See where, I mean, it's really amazing the, the little things that you guys can do and work on. I know we were, before we got started here, we were chatting a little bit, talking about back uh, when we were all growing up and some of the camps that we went to and how, um, I, I remember it was the, the Pelfries were the big uh, kicking camp back when I was growing up. And those guys, I was, I was definitely the only, I think I was maybe the first girl they had ever had. And um, they, like, didn't know quite what to do first because they were like, well, where are you going to stay? You know, what are you going to do? Because we don't want you to stay in the dorm with the guys. And I was like, you know why? I live in Colorado, and the, the camp was up at University of Colorado where I spent my first year kicking. And um, that, that camp ended up just being... I don't know, probably one of my biggest confidence builders to getting out there and for the first time having somebody actually be able to look at my kicking and break it down. Having people who know what you're talking about because kickers, everybody knows that when you're playing, you know, you've got like your O-line coach telling you to, you know, uh, hit the ball, hit it harder, <laughs> you know. Getting, getting uh, people who actually know what they're talking about coming to a camp, um, you know, can be can be amazing. I remember when uh, the Pelfiers were, were excited. They were like, all right, we're going to, you know, have our, our first girl kick a 50-yard field goal here. And that's what their their goal was for me. I was stuck on 48 that, that first day. Started. And then, yeah, the next day they ended up uh, pushing me over. But it was it was exciting because, yeah, there were all the guys out and, you know, a bunch of those guys. We had guys who went to Purdue there and Wyoming and, um, you know, it was, um, it was tons of fun getting to hang out with other kickers and then getting to, to actually learn about, you know, my kicking style and now I'm a, a complete kicking nerd. I mean, you guys know how we sit around and, you know, you watch the the video and do the angles and, and do everything. And Right, we can all be nerds together. I mean, I'm, I'm a kicking nerd. Yeah, exactly. We, we all got to kind of hang around. So I definitely encourage any females who see this that, you know, if you're even if you're just getting into it, to, to come on out and to, you know, sign up to go, to go work with you guys, that it's a great way to kind of, um, you know, get out there with the ball and then kind of figure out what you're doing. All right, so Katie, you've mentioned a lot of guys, like in the last just few minutes of talking, you know, whether it be the O-line coach or against <laughs> camp or your teammates, you know, there's a really cool picture on your Instagram. For those that are listening, it's Katie, K-A-T-I-E, and then it's H-N-I-D-A. You'll see, like, one of her top, like, nine posts on her Instagram. It's her with, like, 60 dudes in the background, and it's all <laughs> Lobo <laughs> Like, the question comes to mind, Katie, like, you're in a locker room, you have to change, like, explain that scenario so that way any any girls or women that want to get into kicking, what they have to look forward to or maybe not so forward to. <laughs> look forward to, yeah. Be ready for might be the, the way to prime me up on that one. Um, it, You know, it totally depends. I would say that that's the number one question that I've gotten. I've been kicking now for, like, I don't know, 20 like 20-some years, and number one question I get is, where do you change? Do you, do you go in with the guys? And I'm always like, no, no, you know. Um, so, you know, it depends on where we are. When I was at New Mexico or Colorado or high school, there was always a girls' locker room that would usually be open. But then, of course, you know, you're traveling to stadiums and you're, you're going and there are away games. And so I have changed, like, I don't know, 
everywhere from, you know, our equipment people having to build up, like, crates for me for, like, our bowl games. I think they they created uh, crates and tarp once and then hung my little, you know, locker name on it over in the, nice. <laughs> over in the corner. Yeah. But, I mean, there are two changing in, uh, you know, cornfields out when I played in Indiana to changing, uh, you know, any time there is a women's bathroom, that is always a major plus that I can yeah. get a bathroom there. So, yeah, ladies, look for those, look for those bathrooms to change in. And <laughs> the, the cool thing, too, is that when you go in there, you know, you go into the women's bathroom, you've got your shoulder pads on, you've got your stuff, and there's always, like, one little girl who's going to look at you and kind of be like whoa, you know, wait a sec, you know, what's that? What's that? That's a girl there in football pads. And that always, that's always one of my favorite things, you know, getting to see a, a younger girl or another woman who might not, you know, think like woman in pads. Doesn't expect to see that and then they get to see it. That's always a, yeah, cool thing for me. Yeah, I just got chills listening to that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, thank you. Well, Katie, I'll tell you this. My daughter's seven, and when she was about five, she wanted to be a kicking coach. So I may have to team her up with you to run a female oh, kicking yeah. camp. But uh, of course, tell her tell her anytime, anytime she wants to come come hang out and and you know kick kick the ball around. She's got a you know got a friend over here in me. Yeah. So Katie, so you mentioned a lot about you know the Pelfrey camp and stuff like that. What just why don't let's tell the audience like how did you get into kicking and just like. You know, did you start with soccer, and what was that whole experience like going to camps and probably really being the, the only female, and, and what's it like to kick around the guys, and what's just kind of describe yeah. that experience to any people who haven't done it yet? Definitely. So, I mean, like I said, we're talking back in the 90s here, and uh, the first time I, I went into a football meeting, I, I found out that I could kick on, on accident. I was out in the backyard, and I've got a... Three younger brothers and sisters. My brother, who is closest to me in age, he's a football player. And um, he's, he's actually a, a D-lineman, of all things. So uh, he, um, he and I were out one night with my dad, and we were just, you know, tossing the ball, running some routes, doing stuff. And the ball hit the ground. Well, my dad hadn't mowed the lawn in a while, so I was able to kind of prop the ball up like the the grass was long enough that it held the ball up my mom loves it when I tell this story and um so you know I was able to kick the kick the football so I kicked it over my dad's head and he goes oh you know holy shit Kate could you could you do that again and I was like well you know I I think so I, I didn't think it was that big a deal you know I just kicked the football and um Gosh, sure enough, it found out that I had a little knack for it. And then, you know, my dad uh, cracked a joke that night when we were going in that if soccer didn't work out, maybe football would. And then, you know, one thing led to another, an injury, and um, found out the team needs a kicker. And then there was a, a meeting that I happened to go walk into. And, oh, my God, I got to tell you guys that one real quick because it was like, it was out of a For out sure. of a movie. I go walking in, and it's a you know scene where it's like all these guys. You know, they're probably like a hundred guys. All these guys have been playing football since they could walk. And then you know, I come walking in, and there's nowhere to sit. There's like one seat right in the middle of the room. You know where, and I'm just like, oh damn, you know, I gotta go sit down because there's nowhere to stand. And I like get there, and I almost make it to the seat without anybody noticing me. And this big booming voice comes, and this it's the, the 
guy who would later be my head coach, and he goes, little lady, are you lost right now? Are you looking for the girls lacrosse meeting? Oh, wow. And, oh, my God, yeah, I went bright red. The whole room went silent, and I said, uh, no, no, sir, I'm, I'm here for football. And everybody started laughing, including the guy who ended up uh, being my backup who asked, you know, God, what is she even doing here? And so it was really great later when he uh, ended up backing me up that year. I definitely uh, got to tease him about that later on. But, you know, you, you have that kind of stuff happen sometimes where it's maybe not, not as comfortable. And I think that's the thing for, for kids everywhere that, you know, you go do stuff and, you know, sometimes it's scary or sometimes it's not comfortable. But, you know, you take that risk and you take that jump and, you know, you go for it. You try the stuff that's scary, that even though it's scary, you do it. And then, you know, you just never know. I, I never dreamed that I would end up being, you know, first woman to play Division One football. But once I started kicking, it was like, oh, my God, I love this. And it just, uh, you know, became, became something that I knew that I wanted to do. Right. So you mentioned just just these, these moments and, and being the first female to play college football so when you're out in new mexico and and you have the shuttle pads and you know i'm just scrolling through looking at youtube clips of you on the side guys and you know and the games are on espn and everything uh describe the moment when you actually made the first points and you made history oh my god well so i find out that i'm gonna go in and kick and it had been it had been raining the entire night i was soaking wet and I remember coach comes over to me and I think he actually told one of the other kickers, he goes, hey, uh, you know, let Katie kick the next point. I was like, whoa, holy shit, you know, holy crap, here we go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there I was, so I start, started warming up, you know, and the crowd started noticing, they were yelling to me, and I was like, whoa, this is perfect time to, you know, kick in that focus that you learn as a kicker, so I uh, definitely did the zone there, zoned out, and then I go running onto the field, and I'm Again, you know, totally in the zone here, ready to go. And all of a sudden I realize I don't have a holder. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, you guys, we're out here, you know, and we're getting ready to, you know, make history, and I don't have a holder. So I'm screaming at the sideline, and there's video of me just going going nuts. They all made fun of me the next day. They've got, uh, they kept rewinding it at New Mexico because, you know, you got to watch film over and over if you are lucky enough to be a college athlete. And, uh, yeah, whew, luckily my, my guy got out there and it was just, uh, you know, it was just like we did every day in practice. It was just, just like that. And it was just easy, easy peasy, you know, snap, hold, kick. And then he just, uh, my holder held his arms open and that was that, you know, just to him and had the guys and it was a pretty, pretty sweet moment and, it's um, funny because everybody asks about it, like, you know, oh, history, blah, blah, blah. And it's really, you know, it's all that stuff that led up to it and all the really good stuff around it, like getting to, to be a part of a team and getting to, uh, you know, spend time with all those guys and, like, coaches and everything. That was really just such a, a special thing. When do you think it, like, sunk in, like, that, okay, man, I was the first woman to kick college football major program. I still don't know if it's totally sunk in occasionally sometimes and we'll be talking now you know like uh, 20 years later maybe um, the second woman got in April Goss and for a second it kind of like kicked in there I was like oh hey you know you did that 
too. You were the, it just, you know, it becomes such a normal, natural thing for you that um, sometimes I, I kind of forget, you know, it's like when we're talking about kicking, you know, it's like we're all just a bunch of kickers, you know, <laughs> that, uh, you know, you guys are like, like my people, you know? <laughs> right. And co- coincidentally, you're also voted homecoming queen, right? Oh, yes. Yes, I was. I still don't know exactly how that happened. Like, that wasn't really my thing, but I, I was, and it was it was such a funny thing because they, um, I, like, didn't know what I was supposed to be doing then, so they're, they were doing it, and then I I had never watched, like, how homecoming happened at halftime because I was always in the locker room for, uh, you know, playing, playing ball, and so I had to stay out there, and when they held me out there and they tried to... Um, initially crowned me queen they like ripped the you know they put that sash over that says queen well it was not made to go over shoulder pads and in the 90s we all wore you know huge shoulder pads so they uh, tried to you know these like little kids were trying to put it over me and we just we we tore the damn thing it's still ripped down in my parents basement somewhere now uh, but it was uh, home queen queen was not made to go over the shoulder pads yeah <laughs> Well, Katie. So, you know, for the for the females that are thinking about going out for kicking, or some that maybe are are dabbling with it right now, what are, what would you say are some of the 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 pros of being on a team with a bunch of brothers in the in the, yeah. in, the in the football community and stuff like that? You know, brotherhood and stuff like that. What what was that like? Yeah, right there. I think you just nailed it. Saying the brotherhood. There's something that was so cool at New Mexico and then like onwards, you know, I've done some semi-pro into a little bit of arena and, you know, at New Mexico they did it best where it was like, not only did we, you know, kind of like, it was like, all right, cool, you know, we're going to accept that we have a woman on the team, but they totally embraced it and like kind of dug having a girl around. So we had a lot of, a lot of fun then, um, you know, just, just doing, you know, tons of, tons of different stuff, and it was, it was really, um, it was fun, it was kind of special to get to be, you know, the, the sister out there, and to, to kind of have all the guys, and like I said, now, it's still, you know, those guys are, I, man, I love them more than, more than anything, even though they're, you know, they're crazy, and they stink, and all that stuff, but (laughs) they are, they are great, and then it's, it's so fun, though, too, like you were saying, you know, we talk about the, the kicking, but there are so many, um, like the, the kicking culture now, it's awesome that there are so many great kicking coaches that you can go see. And like, you guys obviously are, you know, up there with the best involved in best programs, you know, been trained by the best coaches and like, it's so cool to think that, you know, we can all sit around and talk about kicking and go hang out and kick and guys come to you guys, you know, watching like, the silly stuff, like, I never was a big social media person, but I can't lie, like, man, I dig getting to watch even, like, the trick shots, holy cow, that stuff is so fun to to see and to watch all these guys kick in, and I, I love watching the guys that you guys are training and checking out. I saw you guys had a guy who had a man bun the other day, and I know, I was like, is that a, is that a girl? I'm like, is this guy? I'm like, oh, man bun. It's a trend. It's a trend, trend right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to type, be like, is that a girl? I was like, that guy's going to appreciate that, but it's fun. I mean, it's so, it, it just, it really is, and I think that getting to, you know, enjoy it and be a part of both the kicking community and, 
you know, a football team is, is really a special thing. Yeah. Well, Katie, I remember, you know, back in high school, but mainly college, hearing your story come out. Was there a point yeah. where, you know, as you started playing boys football, you know, at that point, and then going on to college, did you kind of realize, like, you're like a trailblazer for women? And it, when did that sort of sink in? There would be, like, weird times. Um, you know, when I was a, a freshman in high school, even, like, when they, uh, I kicked my first varsity extra point, I was our, our backup kicker, and when they had announced me, the person was so, like, whoa, what? You know, girl, they were just like, okay, you know, and your extra point, bye, Katie. And then they just kind of, like, left it, <laughs> like, Katie. And then, you know, there would be... There are times, like, when I told you guys, seeing, you know, a young girl who will look at me and suddenly I'll realize, oh, that's right, you know, this isn't uh, what they see every day. And that is just, um, that's so cool. That'll That's when it will kick in for me and be like, oh, right, you know, this is, uh, you know, pioneering or terrorizing because it, it does just feel so normal at this point. But that kind of stuff happens, and it's really cool. And plus, too, like, all of us, all of us girls getting to hang together and, uh, you know, the girl girl kickers, we, I mean, it's so great being able to connect now with the Internet and the fact that I get to watch these young women. You know, there's a girl, Brooke, who I keep an eye on, who's out in uh, Kansas City, and she's a quarterback, and she, she just, she's awesome. She's got a great little arm, and she, uh, you know, she's a blast. I, I can't wait to watch her this fall. And, you know, there are girls who are kicking all over the place. So it's going to be fun. Oh, that's amazing. So, so Katie, how how often do female athletes reach out to you about kicking or just, you know, almost like for advice? Oh, definitely on a weekly basis, which is, you know, pretty amazing. And I think that's probably one of the best things that I get to do is that, you know, I'll get someone who will just reach out through through the internet, through social media, through, you know, Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, and just say, hey, and say, you know, I'm either thinking about doing this or that, and, you know, it can be anything, whether it's another football player, or sometimes it's just, you know, young woman or young girl. I mean, there's so many girls who are playing um, like Little League ball and stuff now, and I get a lot of girls, too, sometimes they're just you know, not doing the, the normal stuff, the girls who are like, hey, I'm, I'm playing baseball. And what's kind of cool is that I've connected with other women who, you know, um, like the, the first woman who threw a professional batting practice, Justine Siegel is a good friend of mine now. And so it's really fun. I'll get someone who will reach out to me and then I'll, you know, hook them up with, say, Justine or, you know, someone else who um, has played or, wherever and that stuff that's that's always cool too to to get to do that hey katie so i'm just looking at your twitter bio here and, and for those of you that are listening 4d nation and, and others that have joined um it's katie h-n-i-d-a follow her on social media so your bio says call alabama crimson tide lose <laughs> and then you say juice is wild pray with your feet uh just just Explain to me what all that means. It's 11 o'clock. All right. So the first thing is a Steely Dan lyric. The Call Alabama Crimson Tide, Call Me Deacon Blues. So I'm hoping that, you know, somebody will see that and be able to sing along there. Uh, 
yeah, we'll, we'll let uh, anybody who knows Steely Dan or who knows that, yeah, the song Deacon Blues, will, they'll feel me on that one. And then, uh, gosh, what else do I have there? What'd you say? There's a little uh, Pray With Your pray with your feet. I'm a big believer in making sure that, you know, whatever we're praying about or whatever we're talking about, that we're taking an active interest in changing our world and, and doing things and not just sitting around and talking about them and that we're actually out doing it and doing it on our feet. I think that that's uh, really incredibly important that, you know, no matter who we are, what we're doing, that we can all be, you know, world changers and role models for everybody and that no matter who you are, you have the ability to, you know, go out there and, and make a difference. So I think that's really important. Agree. And, you know, that's what's nice about having social media. There's so many negatives about social media, but yeah, true. platform to, to spread positive vibes and, and Definitely. good content, you know, that's what we love. I, I got two more questions. Um, one of them, uh, you know, just... You know, a lot of these kickers that, that we've interviewed and snappers, it's, in my opinion, it's easy for them to be able to say who they look up to, like, like Vinatieri and, and some of these mm-hmm. guys. So you're a female coming in, but it doesn't necessarily mean you can't look up to Vinatieri. You know, you can. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do. Trust me. Yeah. I think everyone looks up to Adam, right? right? Yeah, you know, but just out of curiosity, I just want to know, like, when you were getting involved with this, were there any female athletes or kickers or or whatever, you know, who did you look up to when you were going through this whole process? Oh, totally. I think that that's what's, what's really cool is that my parents, so there are four of us kids, um, I've got two younger brothers, younger sister, but they always really made sure that when we were growing up to make sure, you know, we grew up a huge sports family. All four of us were athletes, but like when we were growing up, my parents made sure that we were going to both male and female sports games. So going up, um, you know, our high school is Columbine High School. So we used to go watch their female soccer team all the time. And um, that was really cool. Like I can still tell you some of the girls' names um, that, you know, I looked up to when I was a, a little girl. And then, like, it was really cool. Um when I was growing up, someone like Amy Van Dyken is from Colorado, so she's a swimmer. But the really awesome thing is that she married a punter. So, I mean, tell me how, how great is that? So getting to um, watch her, you know, and she was, like, winning these swimming and winning gold medals. And then uh, Amy married Tom Ruin, who was a, a punter for uh, CU and then for the Denver Broncos, and it was incredibly cool to to watch them. So they were like my first sports couple that I had on the wall. And then this is really cool, too, um, because I never knew, or it's kind of funny how things wrap around, but um, growing up in Colorado, I was a big CU and CSU fan, so we would watch their uh, female basketball players, and they had uh, Katie Cronin and Becky Hammond. So Becky Hammond now, you know, is coaching for the Spurs and ended up being the first woman uh, to really be doing a lot of stuff there in the NBA. So it's been pretty incredible that I've been watching her since she was in college and was someone that I really looked up to. So my parents always made sure that we had tons of, you know, female female role models. And then, of course, you know, kicking-wise, it was, it was mostly guys that I looked up to. But, um, you know, it just kind of... Uh, I don't know, just athletes in, in general, you know, sort of being able to look up to them was a, was a big kick, thing. Like kicking form, like did you look at certain kickers in the NFL or certain kicking coaches or, or college kickers that you were like, okay, that oh. was like the right way, like 
I like it. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, it was so cool. I have an old USA Today article that I've got to drag up and post this. But I have Sebastian Janikowski from when he was 17 years old, and he was in high school down in Florida, and he was this kicker, and he was really skinny. He looks like he's, like, you know, miniature in his shoulder pads, which is hilarious to see now. But I can remember watching uh, his form, and then going through high school, I was a huge uh, Jason Elam fan, and had the opportunity to uh, kick with him when I was in high school after he had made his 63-yarder here. And that was just this, yeah, crazy, mind-blowing experience. And to have him watch my form was was really awesome. So, And he's just such a super, super cool guy and, you know, super amazing kicker. So, there, Here's my last question, and then I think Chris has four or five, and then we'll finish. But uh, Oh, yeah. We uh, recently interviewed Jay Feely, and he'll be on the podcast here. Oh, yeah, sweet. I'm looking at a tweet that you retweeted of his, and he had said, seriously, few college teams have a coach on their staff that I can act- that can actually coach oh. a specialist. Like, maybe right. talk about that. Just, you know, it'd be nice to one day have a college coach that's dedicated just to specialists. Oh, my God, so much. Do you guys get this every time that you talk to someone? that it's Nobody ever thinks about this, and it it – Seriously, it surprises me because, you know, kickers, we decide, I think in the NFL, it's like 70% of games are decided by three points or less. I mean, it's huge, you know. So, you know, kickers, you can write us off if you want to, but, you know, like it or not, we play a huge outcome in what's going to be happening with, the, you know, the score and the wins and losses up on the board. So, um you know, it's, it's funny because for the longest time, I mean, I, I learned how to kick kind of by myself. I don't know if you guys were the same way that you just sort of, uh-huh. yes. yeah, you yes. do it on your own <laughs> and then kind of stumble around and find a kicking coach now. It's a lot easier, you know, having people out there and even like being able to look at your guys' stuff on the internet is such a huge thing. But, you know, nobody has in, you know, high school, you almost never have someone who's dedicated to being a specialist or who knows anything about kicking. I mean, there are, there are times when we, I had to make sure to, you know, tell my head coach to hush up a bit because they tell me the wrong thing, you know, instead of <laughs> telling me something that was, that was helpful. And so, uh, that, and then, you know, you get to college and it's kind of amazing, you know, you're at this college level here and people think that, you know, you're going to have a coach who's dedicated to, to knowing what the hell's going on and nobody still knows anything about Kicking half the time, it's like you just you know kick the ball through the sticks, kid. You know, it's like, oh, come on, totally. you guys. Yeah. So again, this is why I always encourage kickers to go out and find, come out and find us. We're out here, you know, on the internet, and you know, you guys as kicking coaches like cannot overstate the importance of having someone who goes, you know, who knows what they're talking about. Right. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so, you know, there's 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 no one, and people are always surprised to learn that. It's like, what? You know, so who, who coaches you? You're really, you're out there by yourself, and you you figure it out. I think the, the amount of knowledge we kind of amass amongst ourselves and share together is, you know, huge. Um, okay, so yeah. for what, whatever that's worth. Yeah, I no, and I agree with everything you said, and it's, it's interesting. I, I often reflect about my life. And I could have told you in middle of college, I would have never have seen myself being in the kicking industry. And do you ever kind of think about that, how your life evolved to be a public figure, 
you're kicking still oh, your yeah. life. You become a public speaker. You know, how did how did your life oh, evolve? Never, in a- ever. <laughs> yeah, at all. You know, it's kind of amazing just how life life works out, you know, that you kind of you get these paths that open up to you and you know you follow what um what feels right and where you feel like you could make a difference in the world hopefully and you know it certainly was not uh stuff i I planned on so i always tell kids to you know kind of keep your keep yourself open keep your heart open there and keep your mind open because you just never know what is suddenly going to pop up i mean somebody told me that i was going to be a football player too i mean first woman to do blah 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 i mean no way i never would have believed that as a kid ever so you you hit that right on the head i i I, i'm basically speaking the same language as you so how did you Mm -hmm. get into public speaking then and and when did you feel like that was the right outlet for you because i think following you doing this is is incredible and i love what you're doing and advocating about how did you get into it appreciate it you know it just it was again one of those things that kind of happened by accident that I was when I was in college I was speaking a little bit and it was like uh you know local elementary schools I don't know if you guys sometimes would go you know when you're in college you get the opportunity to work with kids in the area and so they started having me come talk and it's just kind of like one thing led to another and then somebody once said hey we'll uh, we'll give you some money if you want to come talk and I was like what and so uh, I was like, are you kidding me? And she's like, sure, you know. And uh, so that that ended up happening, and then it just kind of slowly, you know, took off. It was, wasn't anything, again, that was ever planned or anything. It just was kind of, it felt like the right thing to do. And, you um, you know, sometimes those opportunities get placed in front of you, and it's really awesome. Yeah. Katie, I got one more question, and then we always like to end the interview up with some fun questions here. Obviously, this whole thing was fun, but we always ask—we got our staple questions we ask. But <laughs> what I think is is great here, and you know, you see it in the in the political world with things going on, and it and, and these th- mm-hmm. things come up, and it and it oh pretty much gets the nation talking. How have you seen women in sports evolve over the years since you got really into it in high school and college, and then also like women playing? Boy sports, if you want to use that term. Yeah. How have you seen it evolved with, with how people talk these days and, and inclusion and everything? A lot. I mean, it's it's kind of incredible to think about it. And it's, you know, we think about things like having our first woman presidential candidate and stuff. And that, you know, it, it is. Things are kind of shifting and changing. And um, just that the, the opportunities that are out there are... They're just uh, out there, and I feel like for for young women, you know, today, hopefully, that, you know, you feel like the world's kind of opening out there, and whatever it is that you love to do or that you're good at, you know, you have the opportunity to, to do. And, um, you know, sometimes you do still run up against stuff. I mean, I think about, you know, how crazy it was for me because I, I really came of age. It was like the, the women's soccer team then. It was like the, the girls of summer, and they were they were really good. They won the gold medal, and it was, uh, you know, a huge thing where Brandy Chastain, she tore her shirt off. And, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, so it was a, a big deal, and women in sports were really, you know, I was, a, I, was I guess, a daughter of Title IX, as they they call it. So the opportunities for me compared to, like, my mom, you know, it was incredible. I came up and it was like, you know, sports were were right there and were open for me. Who knew that I would end up, you know, playing a guy's sport or, 
you know, technically a guy's sport, but um, I think that the opportunities now for playing something that is considered to be a male sport, like football or like baseball, you know, they're, they're out there. And hopefully young women, I mean, for me, it was like coming up playing in the neighborhood and like I said, growing up in my family, I think that it never was anything that was odd that, you know, my sister and I were always out there with my brothers and the guys in the neighborhood playing football or playing basketball or playing field hockey or whatever it was that that we were doing. So for us, that really helped me that, you know, um, my parents raised us the same, same, same way in a way as they did my, my brothers that we all kind of, you know, got the same stuff. So I'm hoping for, for, again, for young women and for young, young men too, that everybody feels like, you know, we're at a point where, you know, whatever it is that your dream is, whatever it is that you really love doing. And again, throwing it in there where, you know, what we can give back to the world. I think that you can kind of combine those, you know, you guys know, cause we're, we're old now, but that combination of finding something that you love and feeling like you also get to contribute back to the world. I mean, thinking about like how many young guys you guys influence. I sit there and I watch that every day. I watch you guys, you know, interact with these young men on social media. And it's, it's really cool. I don't know if, you know, you guys ever realize how much of a difference that you guys make in these guys' lives, but it's, uh, it's huge and it's really cool. I appreciate you saying that. And, you know, just yeah. on that, these, these guys get opportunities and, Mm-hmm. Play in some big venues, and I mean, you played three seasons in New Mexico. Like, here's just one of our like fun questions we like to ask everyone. You know, whether it be Matt Bryant or, or Jay Feely or Will Lutz. Oh wow, yeah, good company like, there. You know, Pat McAfee. We want to hear it from you too. Whether it be even when you did the semi-pro in the arena ranks, like what were the top five like venues, atmospheres that you enjoyed in your career? Oh, man. Oh, wow. Top five. Oh, geez. Let me think. Um, So playing at home at New Mexico by the time I was a uh, my senior year was was awesome. So we've got a smaller stadium down there, but we had we would pack it in so much that they finally started wheeling in extra bleachers. So that was always obviously a really special place to me. You know, it's your home field it's where you spend uh, your time. So that was cool. First place I ever got to kick a real extra point on college goalposts was at Folsom Field, uh, University of Colorado. Now, if you just get a shot of that field ever, it is gorgeous. It's right up there. Uh, you know, we got the mountains, the flat irons right up there. And that was, um, God, that was a hell of a, hell of a place to, to get to play. And I was a freshman in high school when I, I kicked at their, uh, their spring game, uh, for their then head coach, Rick Neuheisel. That's how I ended up going to see you was screwing around there for a, a spring game one day. So, um, I will always love that field. That's where I did my Pelfrey camp. And so, um, you know, fond, fond memories. Unfortunately, didn't have the great experience to see you, so that kind of stunk. But um, mm-hmm. I always love that. Um, and I'm trying to, God, I'm trying to think of, like, the away stadiums right now. What, um, you know, really, really sticks out sticks out to me. I'm thinking, thinking of some of the places in Florida right now. And I'm thinking that, 
Gosh. When you played that arena game against uh, Jules, uh, yeah. was that in Chicago? It was in, um, where did we play? We were in, um, oh God, no, I think we played in Fort Wayne. Oh, nice. And that was, I mean, God, the arena, anywhere you play arena, it's such a hell of an experience because it's so loud and it's so different. Like, I, I like the arena mm-hmm. experience of having people, you know, right there yelling at you and stuff like that. So that was, I mean, that was fun. But the semi-pro, I got to be honest, like once we play on some really, some piece of junk field in a <laughs> village in Michigan. But it was like, it was just so cool, like, you know, to be out there. And I remember just thinking, God, this is like, you know, it's this piece of junk field, but we're, it's so beautiful. Like, <laughs> sitting yeah. here on this football field. And yeah, I never, I never lose sight of that. I travel a lot. So anytime you catch me on a plane, I'm always in a window seat and I'm always looking for football fields from the sky. I have like, you know, you get into my gallery on my phone. I must have like, you know, like two hundred pictures of like these fields that are you know down somewhere. Um, that Katie, it's just my thing. Yeah, you could make a book of your journeys on football fields. <laughs> right, I know, I really could. Oh God, I always like so wherever I'm speaking at, I will almost always try to sneak over into the football field i'm getting a little older now so i can't hop fences as well as i used to which i probably shouldn't be you know admitting now to the to schools that i'm going to speak at but it's always really 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 great like i I had a night at boston college who knew and they uh there was just something in the air that night you know hopped over and hung out there and just just sitting at the football field was quiet it was I don't know. Football fields are kind of uh, spiritual places to me, too. So it could be an interesting, uh, you just never know, right? Yeah. Katie, do you think there will ever be a starting Division One female kicker? And if so, oh, how definitely. soon? Yeah, I think, you know, matter of time. We'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll see it happen. More girls who are getting out there and, uh, you know, one of these days. Yeah. My, we'll last, yeah. my last question for you, Katie, is... Uh, how does it feel to you knowing that you have your cleats and jersey hanging in the College Football Hall of Fame, and have you visited and seen it in person? Uh, yes. I finally I went um, to a Notre Dame game, and now I know they changed. The College Football Hall of Fame down in Atlanta now. And actually, somebody just sent me something saying that I was not in there, that they have all these females and I'm not there. So I'm going to have to go check that out. But um, when they did have it up uh, at Notre Dame, it was really cool. I was, yeah, living in Indiana and playing uh, playing ball out there and got the opportunity to go to a Notre Dame and Purdue game. And wow, obviously, you know, going to see Touchdown Jesus and just getting to go to a Notre Dame game as a football-loving person was, was incredibly cool. Wow. And also, I'll tell you guys one thing, too. It's actually, those were uh, fake cleats, too. I wasn't willing to give up my cleats because it had taken me so long to break them in. So, you know, you, I don't know if you guys are the same way with your shoes, but, man, you know, when I get a good pair of cleats, it was like, I'm not I'm not turning these over to you guys. You guys can, you know, have these when I'm, when I'm really done, but let me know. Awesome, and if anyone that is listening to this, especially any female kickers that want to do a camp or get some training with Katie, just follow her on Instagram or, or Twitter. Yeah. And, uh, and then we may be even teaming up with Katie here soon to, to try to ho- host a, kin- host a cl- uh, kicking clinic here soon. So just stay tuned. Definitely.
Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Katie, and we will be in touch. And have a great... Yeah, thank you, guys. Wow, Brian, that was a very fun interview. I say that a lot about all these interviews. They're, they're so fun. They're so unique. And it was a, a fantastic opportunity to have Katie on and, and talk about her story, her journey, and, and the legacy and the inspiration she's leaving for, for female athletes. And I think it's, it was incredible. Yeah, I completely agree. I think she's, uh, like, like Wikipedia says, she's a pioneer in the sport, and uh, she's created a great legacy and just a path and, and set the bar high for, for other female athletes to come in and, and do what she did, if not better. And, and it was really cool to hear a female's perspective on, in the kicking industry. And uh, obviously, you and I both completely respect Katie uh, and what she's done for the brand, as, as Pat would say. And, and just everything she's done with, with all of her speeches and, and helping with women, you know, and just the experiences that she had to face. And, and then the the awesome experiences she was presented at New Mexico. It was just a great story and, and really enjoyed having her on. I agree. And any of our listeners that want to reach out to her, you know, we've, we've mentioned her social media handle a few times. But if you even want her for a speaking engagement, just just reach out to her that way or even go to her website, which is katienida.com. So K-A-T-I-E-H-N-I-D-A.com. And you can reach out to her that way as well. So, guys, if you enjoyed this, listening to it, uh, let us know. Please leave us a five-star rating or a review, and, and we'll keep bringing you some great interviews to listen to as, as we keep plugging along. Thanks, guys, for tuning in and follow us all on social media at The Fourth Down Experience. All right, guys, have a great day. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast today. And just a reminder, if you need gear for kicking, punting, or long snapping, Wizard Sports Equipment has you covered. They offer quality products, quality service, and affordable prices. So if you want 5% off your next order, go to www.wizardsports.com. That's wizardsports.com and get 5% off your next order. And remember, enter discount code 4thDown, that's the number 4, T-H-D-O-W-N, to get your 5% off your next order. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4 Experience.